violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. A number of state and local governments have failed to take necessary action to safeguard their residents. No dress rehearsal. This is our Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Yersky, president of Borealis. This podcast is being recorded on June the 2nd, 2020. And for those who weren't aware of the significance of this date, it was 14 years ago today that the RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, together with its partners from across the Greater Toronto Area, or GTA, arrested 17 people later on 18th in August of a group known as the so-called Toronto 18, which was a terrorist cell in in Toronto, the greater Toronto area, inspired by Al-Qaeda, who had developed truck-borne fertilizer bombs to detonate around the city. And the reason why I point this out is because this was a case I worked on very closely when I worked at CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. And this was an amazing success for CSIS and the RCMP. We detected, infiltrated, neutralized, arrested, and brought to trial a very serious bunch of terrorists who would have caused mayhem and destruction had they been successful. So kudos to the RCMP, kudos to CSIS, and happy Toronto 18 anniversary. Me and many others have been complaining over the past few weeks that when we open up our browsers in the morning, it's all COVID-19 all the time. And I, for one, am getting a little tired. I'm not dismissing the seriousness of the coronavirus. It is very serious, but just getting a little tired that all the news coverage is being devoted to it. And as of today, of course, the news coverage is very, very different. We're not talking about COVID. We're talking about the race riots in the United States that have ensued after the Minneapolis police officer killed George Floyd a couple weeks ago. And the situation seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. U.S. President Donald Trump has threatened to bring out the army to quell the protests. He has belittled governors who aren't doing enough. He's also done something very, very curious. He has threatened to list Antifa as a terrorist organization. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Antifa, it is short for anti-fascist. It's actually a German word. It was a German term that was born a couple of years ago. And Antifa is a largely left-wing organization. Well, let's not use a large-wing gathering. I'm not going to use the term organization yet for reasons that will become quite clear. It's people that are on the left who are fighting against fascism, what they see as fascism. It's a rather disparate bunch. There is no Antifa organization in the same way there's an Islamic State organization or an Al-Qaeda organization. And aside from the fact that it seems to be against fascism, it's not clear at this point whether or not that constitutes an ideology. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of what is is and what is not an ideology. I've been arguing this for, for weeks now with respect to incels. But from what I have gathered, and I want to confess I'm not an Antifa specialist, what I have learned from people who I think are, especially some American scholars, It doesn't seem to fit the bill that this is an ideology per se, although certainly it has political motivations, which is at least one of the three things under Canadian law under which something can be classified as a terrorist activity. So section 83.01 of the Canadian Criminal Code says that terrorism is an act of serious violence planned or executed for political, ideological or religious reasons. So technically... Some of the rioting that happens in the States, if it's being spread by Antifa, and that's a big if, could at least in theory constitute an act of terrorism. But does the president have the right to list Antifa as a terrorist organization? 
The answer is apparently not. My understanding of the listings process in the United States, we have a listings process here in Canada as well, is that the only groups that can be listed as terrorist organizations have to be foreign. You can't list American groups as terrorist organizations. And I think the reasons for that are primarily tied to the First Amendment. Of course, the United States, that the First Amendment of their constitution is very, very strong in terms of freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And there are many who think that that clause forbids claiming that a U.S. group is terrorist because that would be infringing their First Amendment rights. I'm not sure we get the same thing here in Canada, but we're talking about the United States here. So from a constitutional perspective, it's unclear that Antifa could be listed as a terrorist organization. If it were, it would open up a whole can of worms. If Antifa can be listed as a terrorist organization, what about the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan? They've been around since the post-Civil War days in the 1860s. Are they not a domestic terrorist organization? They clearly have been behind heinous acts of violence over the past 150 years, and they are clearly ideologically motivated. So if you list Antifa, you've got to list the KKK. I think that what President Trump is doing is is merely, uh, it's political ploy at this point. Uh, He's a man who is obviously a very political animal, does all kinds of things for photo ops. He says all kinds of things that are irresponsible. And threatening to list Antifa is simply another ploy by the president. The problem, aside from the fact that he may not be able to do this under the Constitution, and that Antifa is not an organization per se, there's no mailing address, there's no central office, there's no leadership to Antifa, is my understanding. It's kind of a very amorphous bunch. But another problem is that it's not clear at this point exactly who's behind the violence in the anti-race riots that have broken out since the, since the brutal murder of George Floyd. I'm seeing anecdotal reporting, and I stress it is anecdotal, that white supremacists have been infiltrating some of the violence Either because, hey, that's what white supremacists do. They like to blow up shit. Secondly, that they might might want to make the situation worse to try to feed the Republican base to show, you know, it's all these lefties and and African-Americans carrying on violence. We need a strong president to stop this. I've also heard accounts that might be anarchists, so kind of the black bloc types. If you remember the G20 riots in Toronto a couple years ago, obviously anarchists are big into violence. I mean, anarchists literally means the absence of order. So they like when things, things blow up as well. So it's not clear exactly who is behind most of the violence. And therefore, on at least three levels, there doesn't seem to be any real reason why the president should single out Antifa as a terrorist organization. I want to go one further today. And this may strike you as very strange coming from somebody who worked in counterterrorism for 15 years. I've written five books on terrorism. I've done hundreds of blogs, thousands of blogs, actually, and hundreds of podcasts on terrorism. I want to put it out there that maybe we need to drop terrorism from our criminal codes. You heard that right. I'm wondering whether it's time to drop terrorism from our criminal codes. Hear me out. Terrorism, as I already noted, is is a crime that is driven by ideology or whether it be political or religious or whatever sort. That's really hard to prove. You have to determine someone's motive. And that's not always clear. You can demonstrate the act itself. Either person A plunged a knife into person B's chest or pulled out a gun or kneeled on their neck or whatever, or he didn't. That's relatively straightforward to prove. Proving motivation is very, very tough. And I think this is one of the reasons why, at least in Canada, we've had some very high profile crimes that certainly look like terrorism 
in which the Crown, which is the prosecution in Canada, elected not to level a terrorism charge. Alexandre Bissonnette in the mosque in Quebec City in January 2017 is a prime example. He did appear to be inspired by white supremacist ideology. He was not charged with terrorism. He pleaded guilty to murder. We had a case in Edmonton a few years ago where a guy with an ISIS flag on his truck ran over a police officer and, and several other people in downtown Edmonton. He was not charged with terrorism. He was charged with murder. And then we have the recent case in Toronto where a youth who stabbed and killed a woman outside an erotic massage parlor was charged with terrorism down the road, which has led to a real big debate on whether in, this guy is apparently an incel, whether or not incel is in fact an ideology, and whether violent incelism, if I can use that term, is actually terrorism. Why bother? Why bother trying to prove the motive if you can prove the deed? It seems to me that we have lots of tools in the criminal code to prosecute people who are murdering or conspiring to murder people. Maybe we don't need terrorism. Maybe we can get by with just garden variety murder, if that's uh, a terrible thing to say, and also hate crimes in which some motivation is determined that you target a specific individual. My fear is that we're now going down a pathway just in the past two months alone, where what we thought was terrorism is not necessarily terrorism. So incels is a case in point. Is it terrorism? Is it not? There's a debate out there. It's not as clear cut as some people have tried to tell me. Are Antifa's terrorists? Some say yes, some say no. The president clearly thinks so. Many other scholars don't think so. Maybe it's time. We don't need to worry about this anymore. Now, this wouldn't mean that you could put a for sale sign on CSIS. It would still investigate these types of incidents because CSIS is not law enforcement. CSIS does not gather evidence. It gathers intelligence. It could definitely gather intelligence that points to the possibility of a serious act of violence, which we used to call terrorism, is being planned. And then it advises the RCMP. The RCMP picks up the investigation. It starts to do its interviews and things. And uh, those people are basically arrested and charged with murder or attempted murder. You don't have to list terrorism. I don't know. This is just a thought I've had. I'm not sure it's a necessarily a mature thought. It's something I really have just been thinking about the last few days. And it wouldn't be in the end of my career. I'll still comment on terrorism. I'm just, I'm just suggesting from a legal perspective, from a criminal code perspective, maybe we don't need to go down the terrorism road all the time. Maybe we can get by with other parts of the code in which we get the same results. People locked up behind bars for long periods of time for taking a person's life or conspiring to do so. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When we get to a point where everything is terrorism, nothing is terrorism. And we are on that path right now. People are calling far too many things terrorism, which I don't think are terrorist in nature. And it muddying the waters, it's expanding the remit. And not only does it have implications for a resource, because if, if all of a sudden the incels and the Antifa are all called terrorists, then you ask your CSISs of the world and your FBIs to start launching terrorist investigations. I'm not sure where the resources come from. Secondly, you complicate the trial process. And you might get the results you don't want. We've had terrorism cases fail in this country because the Crown did not succeed in proving motivation. And I don't think we want to go down that road. So let's just stop, call it, just stop calling it terrorism from the criminal code perspective and just call it what it is, acts of violence. What do you think? Am I completely off base here? Do you agree with me? Do you think that maybe terrorism is being used far too widely, far too loosely over the last couple of weeks? I'm curious. Drop me a line. 
You can email me, borealisrisk at gmail.com or reach me on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like my content, you want to engage with me and you want to receive this free of charge, please go to my webpage, www.borealisthreatrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you'll get all my content, podcasts such as quick hits, longer ones such as an intelligent look at terrorism, perspectives today in terrorism, all the material I'm involved in. You'll get a daily email to your inbox first thing in the morning every day, free of charge. There are such things as free things in the world still. I'd love to know what you think. Drop me a line. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.